I'm Aaron Schlein, and I'm here to help you turn your love of travel into a thriving business and a dream life. This is Dramatic Travels Entrepreneurs. Yeah, ho, my friend, it's Aaron, and you have landed on Dramatic Travels Entrepreneurs. My friend, podcasting plays a huge part in my dream life, and it can do the same for you. Unleash the power of your voice and start your podcasting journey today. Head over to DramaticPodcasting.com. You can read my story and enroll in my free podcasting mini course to help you start your podcasting journey the right way. That's DramaticPodcasting.com. We're catching up with a past guest today on Dramatic Travels Entrepreneurs. Tiana Roser is joining us once again from GoSoloGirl.com. Tiana was episode four of Dramatic Travels Entrepreneurs. And the last time Tiana and I spoke was just about two months ago. And we're going to catch up with Tiana, see where Go Solo Girl has gone in the last two months. And of course, we're going to hear all about Tiana's TravelCon experience. TravelCon went down in Austin in the middle of September. Tiana, welcome back to Dramatic Travels Entrepreneurs. Thanks, Aaron. All right, let's just dive right in. So it's been two months and you've had you had several things you were kind of had in the works for Go Solo Girl the last time we spoke. So catch us up. Where are we at today with Go Solo Girl? So after we spoke, I went to Europe for like three and a half weeks. And um our you know, our blog is very new. And so I had this idea because this was the first time that I was actually gonna be traveling since we put the blog up. And I thought, oh, I'm going to travel and I'm going to be blogging while I travel. <laughs> well, that was a lesson learned <laughs> that um, I didn't write any blog posts while I was traveling. There's, it's, I guess I have to learn how to schedule my time because um, I get very excited. And so here I was in Europe and in that three and a half weeks, I ended up um, going to seven different countries, which is a pretty fast pace. Um, because I was so excited. I was like, oh, I, while I'm here, I might as well go there. And I might as well go there. And that really doesn't leave very much time um, for writing because from early in the morning, get up and then just was out all day, you know, checking things out and traveling around and then come home in the evening and just be totally beat and fall asleep and then, you know, do it the next day. And so that pretty much that month didn't do any writing. And then I had one day off and then went to TravelCon. And then that was a very intense experience. And then um, uh, kind of recovering from that and also regrouping and strategizing after that. So, so yeah, a lot has changed as far as um, maybe the focus moving forward, um, at least to the end of this year, and then um, how we want to kind of start 2019. Well, let's go back to to the beginning of that trip because I think there's a lot of really good lessons uh, throughout there throughout your experience. So, tell me real quick. You, you touched on it, but just can you dive a little deeper into what exactly were your expectations for yourself and for your ability to write while you were on the road going into the trip? What were your expectations going into the trip for three and a half weeks? Um, I thought that I could at least write maybe um, two blog posts. That seemed reasonable to me. I mean, even. As I'm saying it now, it sounds very reasonable, um, but I didn't really take into account, you know, the way that I like to travel, the excitement that I have when I get somewhere and the amount of, you know, activities and things that you want to see and where was I going to fit writing. I just kind of assumed like there's uh, the plane, 
there's train station or a bus station and, and in those places I'm going to be writing. But actually those places, well, you know, maybe not the plane, but um, train and bus station or the airport. I actually really enjoy people watching and I take in a lot at those places and it wasn't so easy for me uh, to focus on writing in those places. And then in the evening time, because I don't really go out and party anymore, um, I thought, oh, that might be a good time for writing. But uh, no, I'd be really exhausted <laughs> after being out all day, you know, on my feet, uh, looking at different places. And so that was a learning experience to kind of go through that and remember um, the way that I travel and kind of um, decide that it's probably going to be because I'm not planning to travel 24-7 like some bloggers are. It's probably going to be that I do writing about places after I get back. Well, I think there's a good lesson good lesson in there. And, and for me in my travels, I feel like every single part of, of a trip is is memorable and you want to have your eyes open and paying attention, whether it's in the bus station or on the plane, there's something, there's something to take in, there's something to learn. And to just have your nose in your laptop or in your phone writing a blog post, maybe isn't the best use of that time. Go back and say, if you could do it over again, what are some lessons you learned and how would you do it differently next time? Tell me like your tactics going forward if you do a trip like that again, when you do a trip like that again. Yeah, well, you know, something, I don't remember exactly what you just said, but something about what you just said was um, what came up in um, TravelCon, which was strategizing uh, your content. And um, I think both Christy and I were kind of, you know, we're coming into this and we were just really enjoying the topic of female solo travel and thinking, you know, it'd be fun to write about things that we feel like writing about. And uh, a lot of people, I think, go in kind of with that approach. And then when I went to TravelCon, you hear it was a lot about um, uh, analytics and keyword search uh, was one half of it. You know, people talking about um, being very um, uh, strategic about the, the content that you put out and make sure that that's something that people are actually looking for and they want to read about. I think both Christy and I were kind of just like, oh, well. We'll kind of just write as we go along, things that we're interested in. And then we came back and said, let's make a shared calendar. Let's kind of um, alternate content. You know, I'll put something out one week. She puts something out the next week. Let's be more structured in our approach in um, having it a set date that we put things out, kind of doing some research before we put something out and having that kind of strategy. But also, so now knowing that when I go on a trip, um, yeah, I'm going to do the writing after. I, I tend to, I write in a travel journal and I take a lot of photos so I can, you know, draw from all of that afterward and, and have a better focus about what I put out. Well, thinking about the, on the front end too, tell me about some of the, the strategies, the strategies you're going to employ next time as far as what you might do in advance, thinking about whether it's that key keyword research or specific topics. Are you going to go into a trip knowing more or less exactly what you're going to write about, or are you going to continue to sort of leave that to, to inspiration? Yeah. You know, so I, I have to be honest when you said that, that just made me cringe. I don't, I don't, <laughs> I mean, I get it. And this is where I was kind of struggling, but I think that there's like a happy medium. Um, but you know, uh, the whole, or part of the big joy for me when I travel is how much of it is, um, spontaneous and in the moment and what comes up that you weren't expecting. And so to go in beforehand and already have a strategy sort of kills some of that vibe that I think is the, you know, the essence of, of solo traveling. 
Um, and so it makes more sense to me afterward, you know, based on kind of what came up to, to do that. And uh, yeah, so part of my struggle with uh, some of the speakers at TravelCon was this whole approach of, you know, looking at analytics and doing keyword search. And um, but I get it. It makes sense. Uh, one of the speakers spoke about uh, the tale of two blogs, one blog that he had been doing for maybe it was like eight years and it was it stayed pretty flat as far as how many people were reading it and then the second blog that he came in and uh did some keyword search and analytics and um and that one just really grew and grew and grew and it makes sense um but yeah there is you know the other message that was coming through a lot was about um being a good storyteller being authentic finding your own unique voice somewhere you know, there's a the baby of those two uh, where I think is going to be the happy, happy point is because I don't want to feel I mean, I don't want to just write like, oh, well, what does everybody else want to hear? You know, because that isn't who I am. And I think that also doesn't lead to your best writing or um, content. Uh, but uh, it makes sense to kind of merge the two. But also, I think it's what's interesting. Um, sorry, I'm jumping ahead into TravelCon. But what's interesting also is sort of to know your audience, know who your community or tribe is and who you're talking to. And because um, ours is female solo travel, I do think it's interesting how women sort of have a different, you know, generalizing here, but women have a different approach and towards the kind of content a lot of times that they're looking for versus men. Um, so for instance, one of the friends that I made, James, who I dubbed the mayor of TravelCon because <laughs> he knew everybody. Anyway, he had, he had said something that I, I found uh, really funny, but very true. He said, oh, gosh, when I'm looking for, for travel information, I don't want to read about somebody's emotions. I just want to find the information I'm looking for. Give it to me in a list. You know, put it all out there easy and clean where I can find it. Um, which is great, but I think that is a very masculine approach. And I'm on honestly the opposite as a, the feminine approach is like, oh, I want to I want to hear someone's personal experience and I want it to touch my emotions. And 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 so that's who our audience is. And so to just do this kind of keyword, you know, analytical approach, I don't think would work necessarily with our audience if you don't mix in, you know, the, the storytelling and the inspiration of something that's coming from my own heart. And so, so yeah, I'm looking for that middle ground moving forward. Well, it's an interesting dynamic and I've just kind of been mulling over in my head what you just said, you know, James, with that real sort of surgical kind of ice cold approach. And, you know, I, I resonate with that a little bit, but at the same time, just giving people facts in a list post is not something that fosters community, that fosters a connection. You know, they're not going to, someone like James doesn't sound like he's going to go back to one particular person because that he resonates with that person's personality or their message. It's just like, give me the information. And I don't know if that's a, I don't know that I don't know James. Apparently I never met the mayor, but <laughs> I can't say I agree with them a hundred percent. I've got, I've got to at least disagree with them in, in part where there's sometimes there's just those certain people that you resonate with their message as much, sometimes if not more than the actual information where it's just, I know that sounds just kind of very surgical and cold. And I think there's all plenty of people out there, as you know, whether it's, the men or the women or some combination of the two that, that resonate with the message and the emotions as much as the facts. What do you think? 
Yeah, well, I don't want to mischaracterize James because he is uh, full of character and personality and you know emotion. But yeah, I think um, you know what you're saying is true, and and that's what some of the speakers had said as far as if you're wanting to build your community, if you're only using this analytical approach, it means that you're reinventing the wheel every time because you're going to have to make it the most you know searchable, so forth, ranking uh, post every time because that's how you're finding uh, your readership. Um, but if, like you said, you have a particular personality uh, that speaks to people or a particular voice that people resonate with, then you're more will, more able to build kind of your community of like-minded people. And so, so yeah, that's more um, the focus, especially for us and our audience. Um, and so that's something that we want to work on or um, something, at least me personally, I want to study more about how to be a good storyteller and, and how to write and share my message in a way that resonates or touches people. Well, good. I'm glad that you're clear on that. And sometimes sometimes it's very helpful to meet someone who just flat out isn't your perfect reader and to just to know that clarity of, you know what, this this is my message, my my voice this this isn't for you and that's okay because you know exactly who you are what your your voice is and who you want to speak to and it's and I didn't mean to pick on James that wasn't I wasn't singling him out <laughs> as, as some sort of horrible human being I don't want that to be the the case it's just kind of using using you used him as an example and it sounds like he's a good example of someone who just isn't your perfect reader and that's okay uh, he's somebody else's perfect perfect reader yeah, and that was the cool thing about Steve Kemp's talk about um, building community. And I didn't even know about nerd fitness before, but I did really enjoy his talk. And that was one of the points that he made: like, um, don't try to appeal to everyone. You know, let it be okay that you know the more that you really express who you are, the more there's going to be people that you know don't fit in that box, and that's a good thing because then you're the, you're going to be more appealing to the right people who are you know fitting in in your community. So I think that's important because sometimes we do want to, you know, appeal to everybody and, and, and that's not the way that you build your community. There's a gentleman named Chris Ducker who has a great podcast that I listen to. And he, he has a line, I think he sums it up perfectly, attract the best and repel the rest. And I think that's, it really sums up kind of what we're talking about. And don't be afraid to repel because, you know, that's, I feel like in the beginning, there's this this feeling inside, like you want to appeal to everybody. You want to have this mass following, but in reality, like you just described, that is really the a recipe for appealing to no one. And you mm-hmm. want to find those, those rabid, those, that legion of loyal followers and everybody else kind of doesn't matter it, it, within the, within the, the scope of your community. So it's, it's cool that you have that, that perspective now, cause that's, a, that's a perspective that can take quite a while to get and you're still kind of in the early stages and you've already got that clear focus. It can always, you can always have more clarity. You can't ever have too much clarity, but it sounds like you're <laughs> on a great track. One thing that you mentioned in particular that I want to cover that you mentioned in our last interview was you're, you're really trying to get some clarity on your monetization strategy. So I'm curious over the last couple months and particularly in your time at TravelCon, what you've, what you've learned about your monetization strategy moving forward with Go Solo Girl. Yeah, well, that actually sort of segues into what we were just talking about, because um, hearing a number of the successful bloggers that uh, spoke, they really talked about how it wasn't until maybe 
year two or further down the line that they began to monetize. And uh, it's, so it's not the, the short approach, it's the long approach um, when it comes to blogs. And so if you're going in wanting like something, you know, quick income, this probably isn't the right place for you. Um, and luckily, you know, Christy and I aren't, we're just really going in with a love for, uh, you know, this, this area of female solo travel and, um, and wanting at some point for it to monetize. And so what it came back to is build our community first and then focus on, uh, what way we want to monetize. And so we're not focusing on that right now. We really want to focus on. And so there was a lot of uh, restructuring and strategizing on the way that we want to build our community. And then, you know, later on down the line, we can keep reevaluating. Once we have a community, we don't have a community yet. We just started. And so don't put the, what do they say, the cart before the horse. (laughs) Don't try to figure out how to monetize something that doesn't, exist yet first build the community and then um let it grow from there now let's talk let's talk about that then so what okay. what are some some strategies moving forward just even, even in the the near term over the next couple of months to start growing that community what what do you got there yeah and so you know going to travel con was overwhelming when you're when you're brand new like everything you're like i need to learn all of that but i can only choose one speaker and there's six right now, but luckily they had the virtual pass. And so I'm still going through now and trying to listen to all the speakers and get this, you know, broad education in all the different areas of uh, blogging. And um, one of the things you realize pretty quickly is that everybody's saying how their platform is the best one and this is the one you need. And they're all great, but you can't do them all at once, you know, you can add them in as you go. And so some of the things that we decided was that for now, just for the end of 2018, we're going to sort of put a a pause on any um, output, content output on our blog and focus on learning these tools first and then building up a backlog of some content so that moving forward in the beginning of 2019, we can have a consistent approach to putting out content because we haven't had that so far. So like I said, we have this calendar and we're going to have um, it's split between me and her. But first, we want to build a backlog of some posts. And then also another thing I realized is how big the female solo travel um, genre is already like <laughs> going to the meetup there for the female solo travel. There's so many people doing the same thing. And so it's really important um, to have your niche and, and your authentic voice. And so I want to go back, you know, because it's, we're not just female solo travel. We're really talking about w- um, wanting to encourage women of any stage in their life and in, in their, you know, so so not just for the 24-7 vagabond female traveler, um, but really for a woman who has like a full-on career going or a woman who's got her family that's growing, or you could be in a single uh, relationship status, or you could be in a, a committed relationship, but you can still do female solo travel. So it's really for any for women in any stage of her life. And so Christy had said, solo travel can meet you where you are. And I kind of like that. Um, and so anyway, we want to go back in to the blog and 
maybe fine tune, I guess, the the content that's in there right now, especially like on the homepage, so that it speaks more to that particular niche and theme versus kind of just a broad female solo travel theme. Um, so that's important so that when people land there, they know exactly that's who we're talking to and that's the message that we're wanting to share. Um, so there's that. I do want to go and learn. Um, Christy's not really interested in the analytics. And so I was like, oh, I'm kind of interested in that. So I want to learn more about, you know, how to do the keyword search and the analytics and so forth. That's important. And then the other thing that uh, we both found that we really like is actually podcasting. <laughs> Wonderful. It's funny. Um, so, you know, for for my hypnosis breaky business, I've been on a handful of podcasts before. Um, and even though I always feel like I come across sounding like a big dork, I find that I really do enjoy this medium because it's just a way, it's a very genuine, authentic way to get your your message across. And sometimes I feel like with writing, it's hard to bring the that energy, um, whatever my my voice into the writing. Sometimes the writing comes across more stilted. And so we really like this idea. Like she and I have these wonderful, great conversations about travel. And we're like, oh, it would just be great if we recorded those conversations. Yeah, just push record. Just push record, Diana. <laughs> and so and then I also find that um podcasting, you know, is more forgiving, just like I said, you know, more forgiving medium. You can say you know or um or ah. And although of course it would be nice to edit all of those out. Um, it's also kind of a very real and raw way and so of expressing and communicating. And um, again, so sometimes it's hard with writing to kind of, you know, you're going through and you're trying to have this very specific message conveyed versus conversation being this kind of more lighthearted, fun, spontaneous um information coming up. And so we're not going to stop writing blog posts, but we do want to um, use the remainder of this year um, to learn about podcasting and have that be one of the important pieces of our Go Solo Girl site beginning in 2019. Well, don't lose my number, Tiana. I'm happy to happy to lend a hand when it comes to podcasting. And one thing too that I, I can tell you right now, as far as content creation, podcasting and blogging go together really well. If you go in with the with the idea that you're going to repurpose, you can you can talk out a topic, say with with your partner or by yourself, and you kind of never know where what might come out of that. But it's fairly easy then to repurpose that content and maybe in a more focused way into a blog post because some of your people in your community might be readers, exclusively blog readers. Some people might be exclusively podcast listeners. You can get that same message in different channels, relatively easy. Some content, different platforms is easier to repurpose than others. Going from podcast to blog, in my opinion, is relatively easy. And it's just, it really can help flesh out and add that personality to your, to your content. One question I have for you, and this would be a question I'd have for Christy as well, if she were in the room, is that dynamic working with two individual women writing about solo travel? Is there ever any, any concern going forward about just the, the overall tone that readers might resonate with one of you more than the other, or that they don't understand the, the change in the voice between Christy and you as they go from blog post to blog post? Have you thought about that at all? Yeah, actually, I think it brings more to the table to have uh, the two of us because Christy is married and has two kids and has a career as an engineer 
and I'm single with no kids and I have um, my own business. And so we each kind of bring different things to the table while we both love to do female solo travel. And so when we put blog posts, it shows Christy or Tiana so people can easily see whose um, message it is. And if people are like, oh man, I really resonate with Christy, then they can just click on all of Christy's and that's fine. Or if they resonate more with me or or maybe both of us, you know, resonate with them. And so it's kind of, I think, a good thing that we bring both of that to the uh, table. But I also, that's one of the things I like about the podcast idea because there wasn't any sort of collaboration together in terms of the blog post. It was like her or me or her or me. But here we can kind of bring both of our energy together, you know, through a podcast and people can can get those both at the same time. The other thing that was good that I learned more about with podcasts and hadn't really thought of is how many people listen to podcasts on their commute. And this is, you know, our our reader is kind of, she's a busy woman. <laughs> she's got a lot of wonderful, exciting things that she already does in her life. And solo travel is just another thing that can um, add more uh, to her life. And so, yeah, she probably does listen to podcasts on her commute. And so she might not be able to have time to read a blog. And so it's just another way to kind of reach our person. That's excellent insight into your your ideal your, your avatar, whether it's a reader or a listener, knowing knowing as much as you can about her lifestyle to know the best way to reach her. And there's there's a quote that I love. It's not my quote, so I can't take credit for it, but it's it really sums it up perfectly when it comes to podcasting, is that you don't have to say no to other things to say yes to a podcast. You can listen while you drive, you can listen while you make dinner, whatever. There's but watching videos, reading blog posts, there's a lot of those things you just simply can't do while you're doing other things. You can just fit better into other people's lives when you have a podcast. So wonderful, wonderful insight. Tiana, I really appreciate you coming back. Maybe we'll even do another one in the future as you guys grow. Cause I know there's a lot, you know, a lot going on in the future and I'm, I'm confident you guys are going to be just have plenty to talk about with go solo girl. Tiana Roser from GoSoloGirl.com has been our guest today. Thanks so much for joining us, Tiana and all the best to you. Thanks, Aaron. If you create travel content, then you know how important it is to truly connect with your audience. And podcasting is simply a phenomenal way to create those intimate connections. Podcasting lets you use the power of your voice to share your message, change people's lives, all while expanding your influence and growing your business. My friend, podcasting is a huge part of my dream life, and I want to help make it part of yours too. So if you're ready to start using the power of your voice, take that first step by going to dramaticpodcasting.com. And there you're going to find everything you need to start your podcasting journey from how to create and launch your podcast to how to grow your audience and start making money. It's all there, my friend. It's at dramaticpodcasting.com.